It is Championship Saturday, and we have a live edition of the Flyover Show to present to you today, and it's going to be our greatest one of all time. This is Saturday, December 3rd. USC was knocked out of the college football playoff last night. The U.S. men's team was eliminated today. Ugh. NFL Week 13 starts tomorrow, and we're going to talk about all that and a hell of a lot more. Uh, but before we do that, we want to go back yesterday, and I want to ask my good friend Scott Wyman. Uh, Patriots got their ass kicked by the Buffalo Bills again, Scott. Yeah, they did. At least they made him punt, though, a few times. They made him punt multiple times. At least they times. made him punt multiple times. That yeah. hasn't happened in over a calendar year. Mm -mm. Um, in the in the third time, fourth time that the Patriots have played the Bills since that uh, rainy, what was that? The wind, the wind game. Yeah, that's really ever since that moment, the two franchises have sort of uh, swapped spots. We really thought the Patriots. We're going to retain their spot at the top of the division. After that game, the Bills, people were asking Sean McDermott, who's getting mad after the game. People were calling them soft because they got ran on. Mac Jones only threw three times. Ever since then, the three games following that, the Bills have absolutely kicked the Patriots' ass. Um, yeah, it hasn't been fun. There's definitely some bright spots for the Patriots this game. Defense has looked better. No problems there. Um, but, I mean, I think, you know, Tony Gonzalez said it after the game. This comes down to Matt Patricia. Mm -hmm, for sure. So the Patriots offense, and if you look at just the base stats, don't look that bad. But when you look at what they're doing in the red zone, what they're doing on third down, it starts to get really, really bad. So the money downs, the hard downs. The money yeah. downs, right, exactly. And, and I think Mac Jones, Mac Jones has looked pretty good, too. Yeah, he has. Uh, ever since he's been healthy, he's looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, well, you said something to me. You texted me the day. Uh, after the morning after the game, and you said to me that you thought Matt Patricia was gone, that you were out on him, which was surprising to me because I am surprised you were not out before he Fire. even <laughs> before um, the season even started. But yeah, I was out before the season started, and then the Patriots had a few good games offensively. Bailey Zappi came in, and honestly, for this system that Matt Patricia runs, mm -hmm. Zappi seems like a little bit more the guy. Um, because it's not about making like the best decision is about being a more accurate passer, whereas Mac Jones is more of a decision-making quarterback and Zappi is the really accurate passer. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Part of it is like you get better as a play caller the more you call plays, right? So, mm -hmm. Patricia, you'd think eventually he'd get better. Maybe after another offseason he'd get better. I mean, since the reason. Like, it, it'd be hard for him to get worse. Yeah, uh -huh. well... They move the ball. They just can't convert third downs. They can't. Uh, it's the NFL, baby. they going in the red zone. And that's really where games are won and lost. So, Well, isn't uh, word on the street that Bill O'Brien's coming over from Alabama? Isn't that kind of. Yeah, that is word on the street. If only the Raiders had a little bit more money so we could get. Uh, so they could fire Josh McDaniels and we could get him back. Maybe is it possible for Robert Kraft to lend them some money just so they fire him? Because he could, he could pay just for them to fire him just so he yeah, can get him back. Yeah, that's interesting. But that's I mean, what, my, what stood it. out to the Patriots right now for me, um, we have seen Patriots coaches go, be head coaches other places, not really sure. worked out ever. Right. Um, is this, how much of this do you put on Bill Belichick? for? Because like this didn't seem like a good idea, and I think a lot of people give a lot of uh, leeway to Bill Belichick for very good reasons because he's the greatest coach of all time. And they say he'll figure it out, he'll figure it out, he'll get it done. This seemed like an insane move to make Matt Patricia your offensive coordinator. Um, and how much falls on, does this solely fall on Bill Belichick for hiring Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator? Yeah, I think a lot of it can be put on sorry, off Bill sorry, Belichick. offensive line. Coach. I'm trying to think, what what did I say? It was like our first podcast, but I said he, he big-brained himself into this. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, I think it was an arrogant move mm-hmm. thinking that uh, I, I honestly don't know what he's thinking. It, it's it's an it's a move that nobody else in the NFL would have made. If no. that makes sense, no. nobody else has the type of uh, leeway that is given to to Bill Belichick. He's probably the most powerful coach, head coach, and GM. Head which coach, is also very. Yes. Is there another head coach GM combo in the league right now? Um, there used so. to be quite a few of them. I'm trying to think at this point. Probably it seems impossible. Bill like, O'Brien got fired. Um, he was fired as GM before he was fired as head coach. Um, I'm try. I'm really trying to think. None of them crossed my mind. I don't it, know. Can you think of any? No, no, I can't think of a single one. It just doesn't make. It doesn't seem humanly possible that you could be a head coach and a general manager. Right. Just with because I mean, people probably don't think about it too much, but the amount of players you're constantly signing and cutting yeah. is very high, and you have right. to negotiate with all those people. Now it's probably yeah. not too hard to negotiate with a guy who can barely make a team and you right. Kind of give him what and you. He, get. It, well, so here's how it basically works. Um, and now he has lost Ernie Adams, who was sort of his numbers guy. Um, Billy, what? Bill Belichick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ernie Adams was sort of the man behind the the curtain for a long time, the Wizard of Oz in terms of how the Patriots would construct their roster. I got you. The uh, he he has retired. He retired um, after the draft in 2020, after the COVID draft. Um, oh, is that the guy who did the really boring video of their uh, their season kickoff on social media? Who pulled out the chalkboard and he's like, "This is going to be a great matchup, week one." With the mustache? And yeah, I think yeah. so. Real yeah, old that, guy. that that would have been it. That guy's awesome. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, he was a big economics guy. He Bill knew him from from undergrad. Okay. They were both economics majors together, and he went on to get like his doctorate. Um, trying to think, where where were we? Uh, we were talking, Just about, talking about the problems with Patriots the Patriots. Offense stinks. Yeah, I don't think there's a single other head coach who could have made a move like that where the owner would have put a stop, wouldn't have put a stop to it. Um, I do think Patricia is a good defensive coach. <laughs> I want to bring I this. He I understands bring... football, and I don't. I think like he could eventually be a good offensive coordinator. I think he has that capacity, but that's probably three, four years down the road. Yeah, and there's no room in the NFL to learn to coach like that when you're a no. No, um, I want to bring up something to you. So I listened to the Joel Klatt show for my college football news. Uh, if yeah. you haven't, you should check it out. It's awesome. Sure. Uh, but he talked about the ass whooping that Michigan put on Ohio State that not a lot of people expected, um, and what he said. And how I think it's potentially applicable to the Bills and Patriots. I want to get your take on this. Um, he said Michigan hasn't really like blown past Ohio State. They kind of just joined them as an elite team. Yeah. Um, do you think the Bills have joined the Patriots or just completely blown past them? Uh, in both cases, I think Ohio State and the Patriots have taken a step backwards. Okay. This Ohio State team is not the Ohio State teams that Urban Meyer had, if that makes sense. And this Patriots team, you know since 20 even 2018 i would say even 2019 something was broken on that team in 2019 that um, was tom's last year right tom's last year yeah. yep made the playoffs. everyone could see it the you know they were like 8 and 0 finished 12 and 4 they almost got the one seed they lost to the dolphins chiefs oh. took it the last week the chiefs yep. uh, i forget who was commentating the chiefs game called both games at the same time that was awesome for me terrible for you sorry I hated continue it. i yeah. hated it i really hated it uh, actually, that Chiefs game that year—I don't know if you remember—but the one where they called the the Chiefs winning touchdown, or the Patriots would have had a winning touchdown, and they called him out of bounds when he wasn't Nikhil Harry. Did he step out of bounds diving for the pylon? No, no, no. He's he. They they thought he was pushed out. Hmm. They called him out of bounds. He ended up running, and then they called him out of bounds after the play. They whistled it back. 
never reviewed it. The Patriots were out of a challenge. So they couldn't challenge it. And then they looked at the replay and he clearly did not ever step out of bounds. No, oh, was it like on this, like on the sun? Yeah. But was it like a screen pass or whatever? It was like not far down the field. Yeah, it was an out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I that. Sorry about it. That's okay. I mean, it happens. Bad officiating happens to everybody. Um, yeah. What were we but also, I don't think this was necessarily the Bills. I thought the Bills looked good. I don't think this is the Bills' greatest game. Uh, no. Josh Allen was wearing one of them big ass hats that Brian Robinson's friends are sharing. That Do was we need to get awesome. some. I looked it up. How much are they? Seventy five bucks. Seventy five bucks. Yeah. Where would you get Patriots one? I don't know. We'll see. Somebody I did see on social media. Somebody got a Nebraska one. Um, There's gonna be a lot of ripoff of this. Basically, you just like buy the color that you want. And then you buy a patch. So it's like 75 plus five to get oh, a patch. Oh, you just do on. it yourself? No, they, you, they do it. But you pay 75 just for the hat in whatever color you want. And then that's five. smart. Yep. That's good business. Um, but I mean, the Patriots allowed 24 points against the Bills, which isn't terrible. But like, remember that drive? Like Josh Allen threw like two or three picks on one drive. that were all dropped. Like this yep. was not perfect execution that's by the tough. Patriots. There was that missed field goal at the end of the half. Um it's just, I don't think the Patriots are a terrible team, but I just, I don't think they're a good team. I think this is a team, um, they've only beaten, what, one team that still has a starting quarterback right now, and that's the Lions. Um, I think they've got a lot of strengths, but they've got flaws that they can't overcome, if yeah, that makes sense. 100%, 100%. They, you know, certain parts of the team are excellent, right? Mm-hmm. The pass rush is excellent. The uh, ability to stop the run game is excellent. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots can run the ball very effectively on some teams. Um, but when Stevenson teams had some crazy runs in that game, he, uh, all over a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. He, they've got two more years before they have to pay him. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to, obviously. No, he's no. out. Mm-hmm. And does Damian Harris, he's out he's after gone. this year. Yeah. Um, they're not going to draft a star. They're going to draft a sixth rounder. They're just going to always keep drafting running backs. They just drafted one this past year who hasn't played yet, but we'll see the kid out of, uh, South Dakota state. Actually, kind of excited about him. He was like the fastest person. He was the fastest running back in the draft this year. Oh, uh, it must have been because I think I, I know Pacheco is tied with somebody. It must have been them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a running back, right? Yep, yep. But um, yeah, he runs really hard. He's he's the most fun player on the team right now. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Bourne, who was the most fun player on the team last year, is in the doghouse with you know Matt Patricia. Openly criticized him after the game. Was saying that uh, defenses will call out exactly what the Patriots are going to run on third downs. Uh, and that they also, the defenses will bait the Patriots into running what the defense wants them to run on third downs. Mm-hmm. So the defense will align and then have a check into what they know the Patriots will run based on their initial alignment. So what do they, I mean, where do the Patriots go from here? Because like you're not you're probably, in terms of this season. Yeah, you're probably not. Winning. It doesn't matter what happens this season. They right. make the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They're going to lose in the first round regardless of who they play. What if you got to play Miami, though? You gotta be well. I guess you can't wait. Well, you can the first round. I guess sure you could. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's a good. The Miami is the best matchup of all the potential. Is it safe to say you become a little bit of a Chiefs fan just because they're the only thing stopping the Bills from potentially already having two Super Bowls and maybe a third? Already having two. Beat them back to back. Beat them in the AFC Championship two years ago. Knocked them out of the playoffs this last year. Hmm. Yeah, and I think the I think that the the Bengals are lucky they didn't have to face the Bills. I think the Bills would be a really bad matchup for them. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs to me, it's not like I hate the the Bills that much more than I I also don't want the Chiefs to win. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, I got. You. I suppose part of that changed after Patrick Mahomes lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, because like that sort of was like, okay, he's never going to catch him. Balancing right? the scales. Yeah. At least so like Tom probably. getting to seven and Patrick staying at one, whereas the inverse would two have been to six, yeah. two to six, right? That'd be crazy. Patrick's never going to get to seven. So do you think loser? <laughs> um, so seven, it is seven is an insane number. I don't know how long. So ridiculous. That's so dumb. That's just dumb. It is so stupid. Seven Super Bowls. It's just like I've heard, and obviously the Patriots earned it, and they worked very hard, and they were very good teams. But like, just how hard it is to win a Super Bowl? It's insane. Like, it is insane. Did, there's literally like five plays go a different way, and like easy like ticky tack plays. Patriots have like three Super Bowls. Yeah. Like there was the interception where yeah. they could have just had but Marshall also, Lynch tuck rule go the other way, and yeah. the Patriots have nine or That's ten. True. I know. So That's football. Like we were just talking about. Um, it's Championship Saturday, um, and we were just talking about how Patriots could have had ten Super Bowls. They could have had like two, two. just based off one play. Uh, it's championship Saturday. A lot of conference championships going on right now. And I was texting you about this earlier. Alabama could technically get into the playoffs right now with the right. like, loss that USC had. Yeah. They are two plays away from being 12 and 0. They're also two plays away from being eight and four, eight and four for an Alabama team would be insane. Um, but Utah just beat the absolute dog shit out of USC last night. They embarrassed yeah. USC. They embarrassed. That game was fucking awesome. That's sort of, I love that Utah is what it is in the PAC 12. Because they always do. I mean, how many times have we seen this? They did it to Oregon last year where they can come in and just out physical a Pac-12 team. They're never going to win. You know, they're never going to have a perfect season. Mm -mm. But they are just a nightmare for every team in November. That team's a dog team. And December, you know, December especially. But Utah, I mean, how much like the the rest of the Pac-12, do you think if they could vote Utah out? Like how many playoff teams would the Pac-12 have had if Utah didn't exist? They're a nightmare. Several, right? They haven't had any in since Washington in the second year of the playoffs. And pretty much because every time it looks like a Pac-12 team is in the top four, they play Utah in the championship game and Utah (laughs) beats the dog shit out of them. So USC was dominating in that first quarter. Absolutely dominating. Twitter was alive with like this team, you know, get this offensive coordinator on my team. The $10 million quarterback. Clearly going to win the Heisman, no doubt. And then it's just he got a little hurt, got banged up, hurt he the probably, hand. He probably still is, right? Hurt the hamstring. Probably still the Heisman favorite. Um, we got to check on how Max Dugan's doing right now. Um, he could have a Heisman moment if he has like a comeback in this game. That would help him. But probably it still probably sure. is Caleb Williams. Um, is this is the Heisman decided before yeah. the playoffs start? So uh, Corum is probably out, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's before the playoffs. Definitely before the Natty. I don't know if it's before the playoffs. But that first quarter, total domination by SC. And then Utah just, I mean, Utah is a physical team. They just wore the hell out of them. Uh, it was incredible to see that. I mean, that those missed tacklings were just shocking to see, like, a Power 5 team that's ranked number four in the country just not be able to make, and not even, like, make a tackle, just get absolutely embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, so right now I'm looking at the odds. This was posted, updated an hour ago. Caleb Williams uh, still has minus nineteen hundred to win the Heisman, so that's okay. bet nineteen hundred to win a hundred, which represents a ninety five percent chance. Yeah, so probably his, and you know, rightfully so. He looked like the best college football player this year. This yeah. was a USC team that was four and eight last year. Yeah, so yeah. It's something to remember. Lincoln Riley's still a very good coach. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, Max Duggan is second. That's surprising. Max shout Duggan. out, shout out, uh, Lewis Central Council Tucky. Yep. Uh, is that in Council Bluffs? I believe so. I would assume I'd so. have to look. But can't, watching Cam Rising last night was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't watched enough college football this year. I didn't really know who that was. That was my first introduction to Cam Rising. He was awesome. Yeah. That hit that he took where his helmet went Oh, my off. goodness. Dude, Holy in the fact smoke. that Caleb Williams wrote fuck Utah on his painted on his fingernails, that was awesome. The second I saw that, I was like, oh, he better win or he's never going to get Yeah, that's this. tough. This, that's is tough. An all, this is one of those games like forever, no matter how successful Caleb Williams is or not successful in the NFL, this will always be brought up over. This will always be held over his head. But Cam Rising, that beautiful hair. Uh, it kind of looks like the um, kind of looks like Guy Fox a little bit, um, and he kind of is the Guy Fox of he's kind of the Guy Fox of the Pac-12, <laughs> as you were saying. They kind of just come in and blow shit up, um, but it does appear that we have a official starting point for the twelve-team college football playoffs, uh, starting with the 2024-2025 season. The college football playoff will expand to twelve teams. A uh, 12-team yes. college football playoff is set to arrive sooner than expected. The Rose Bowl signed an agreement that will allow the college football playoff to expand to 12 teams starting in 2024 per Pete Thamel. Um, so it would appear as though there was a lot of pettiness going on with uh, councils and uh, conference, what do you call them, administrators um, sure. in mo- teams moving where there was kind of just teams trying to fuck each other over. Um, and just general assholery. I didn't realize that, like the Rose Bowl had their had this much sway and stuff like this. I didn't Probably realize the most of any bowl. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize bowls really had sway in anything. I thought they were just kind of, they just were like, ah, this is going to be the Rose Bowl this year. And there was, I mean, I assume there was some sort of committee. I didn't realize that they had like legitimate power. But I think the twelve team playoffs really good for football. I think I was. Not didn't agree, but I was a little curious to see as how it would go. But if you think about how it would be this year, if there was a 12 team playoff, mm-hmm. this would be so like, especially even this weekend right now, two day championship Saturday this would be year, right. Crazy. This year, this year would be the perfect year for, for a 12 team playoff. Mm-hmm. Right. So it looks like at this point, and it should be that Ohio state gets in over Alabama, right? It should be. They ranked them fifth and six last week. Ohio so State in order, right, six. and neither of them are playing this week. Uh-huh. So nothing between them would have changed. So unless you really, if TCU does lose this game, do we have an update? They're still losing. They're still losing, right? Yeah. They very much well could. Right? We're in the fourth quarter, 17-28. looks like they might lose. Um, in that case, then your debate should be between TCU and Alabama, not between Ohio State. I think Ohio State deserves to be in. Mm-hmm. I think they have the third best resume. They have several really good top 25 wins. When Alabama's best win is their week, you know, three win. What was that week two, week three win over Texas when they, Barely you know, beat when by Texas one point. got screwed, right? And beat Quinn, by one point. And Quinn Ewers yeah. wasn't playing the second half. So, I mean, they beat Arkansas. They beat, they beat, I was just looking yeah. at their school. Ole Miss. Ole Miss is their next best win. Who's ranked yeah. like 24th right now? They like dumpstered. I mean, they obviously they dumpstered their like SEC cupcakes, like right. Louisiana Monroe. No disrespect. Actually, to Louisiana, Monroe. Ole Miss no longer ranked. So their best their best win currently is number 21 Texas or number 25 Mississippi State. They barely beat Ole Miss too. Right. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think Alabama deserves to be in. 
I don't want them to be in selfishly. I'm I think, surprised to see how many people on Twitter that I follow were like, yeah, let's get all Alabama should be in over Ohio State. I, I thought ugh. everyone was going to be on like the fuck Alabama train. We need Ohio State in, but get them it, out of there. Get them out of there. The, the, the problem with the four team playoff is it became so much of a club of the elites, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is probably with the 12 team expansion. The last time in the next like 25 years when Alabama is not going to be in the playoffs. So let's enjoy it. Yeah. Cheering for TCU. Hope they get in. I could definitely see the committee putting Alabama over a one loss TCU, mm-hmm. although they shouldn't. I think TCU would have to lose by a significant amount. I still think that they will be getting in, but I don't think I don't want Alabama in. I don't think they deserve it. I think Tennessee over Alabama would make more sense. You know, the so, sixth and seventh rate team and the, the seventh rate team beat the sixth rate team. That doesn't make sense to me. So if TCU gets bounced, USC's for sure out. USC's, USC's for sure out. out. Yeah. Uh, if TCU gets, if they were to lose by enough and get kicked out, you would potentially have uh, Ohio State and Alabama in, which would give you two Big Ten, two SEC. That would be yeah. kind and of I a I know harbinger. that that's what the committee wants, but yeah. I mean, Tennessee sitting there one behind Alabama when they beat Alabama. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I mean Tennessee also lost Hendon Hooker, so I think they have that going very much against them. Yeah. They don't have their guy. Um, Georgia still has to – Georgia plays LSU tonight. Um, that shouldn't be that much. Georgia hasn't won the SEC championship in like eight years, maybe six. But they didn't win it last year. They lost no. Alabama's only right. loss. Um, I think they'll be fired up. SEC's coming. Coming off getting their asses whipped by Texas A&M, uh, which is definitely a low light um, of their season. But definitely the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, I think, is good for college football. Yep. Um, it's good for the players. It's good for a lot of you. I, I think it's bad for some universities. I think it's bad for an Alabama, maybe a Clemson. I think it's bad for those teams that have been perennial, perennially in it. I think there's a huge, yeah, huge right. recruiting advantage. Yes. So I think being- it's good for every other team in college football, not named Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So if we're looking at, let's say Kansas State holds on here, you probably have to put them in. <laughs> it, it, it Just projecting what a 12-team playoff would look like this year. Mm-hmm. Kansas State could probably win their way in there at 13th right now. So that means, you know, if LSU loses, they'd probably be out. Kansas State's um, at 10. I, oh, the playoff. I'm looking the at the playoff rankings. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Kansas State at 9-3 and three would probably jump... LSU, Utah would probably fit in there somewhere with USC. But based on the rankings as they stand right now, we'll see what the final playoff rankings come out. But you'd have Ohio State versus Utah. Sweet. <laughs> with home team venues. So at Ohio State, not at a neutral stadium, which I love about the new expanded playoff That's is, is the home sweet. venues. Yeah. Like a playoff game in the shoe. That'd be awesome. Right. So Ohio State. Yeah. Or Utah visiting Ohio State. LSU at Alabama. Hmm. Four playoff game, uh, Clemson at Tennessee, and then Washington at Penn State. Oh, at Happy Valley. And this would be uh, this would be like the last weekend of December. Mm-hmm. Just an unimaginably good weekend of college football. That would be so nice. We're eight, two years or two years away from. Did you see last weekend in December too? Yes. Like you could be at home, right, in front of a in front of a fire, presents right. under the tree, in some slippers. Getting up to watch college football playoff games, home advantages yes. all day, and then, oh, and then, Jesus. and then you have a round after that that is not even just the four team playoff. 
So you have a now a four round playoff for college football. So and it makes conference championships matter more because conference right. champion will get a buy. So you would have the winner of Ohio State Alabama versus the winner uh, or Ohio, the winner of Ohio. I wonder does it get reseeded? Do we confirm what the new format is? Uh, in what way? Like I think it would have to get reseeded because then you drop the next the top four teams in. So the top four teams get a buy uh, in the first round. Yeah. So you would potentially have like. Georgia versus Penn State mm. in that next round. But the, but the winners of the seeds 5 through 12 playing the winners of the seeds 4 through 8 or 1 through 4. We're playing the 1 through 4 teams. Yeah. You know what would be really sick? What? If they if, say something that I've wanted all sports to do. Here we go. For the playoffs. Instead of the seeds, Mascot. instead of like 1 playing 8. Uh-huh. One chooses which team they want to play. Oh, like seven or eight? Yeah. They say like Ooh. you but you do it live. So you have a like representative the GM from comes team. on stage? Yes. And oh. decides who they want to play. That would be sweet. That would Especially be sweet. like in the NFL. Like yeah. Andy Reid hobbling up onto the stage. Uh, we want to play Miami. Yeah. <laughs> or or you know, Travis Kelsey. Oh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey both yeah. coming up on stage right. to announce which teams they want. That would be sick. They that should, would do, be it. Fucking they should awesome. do it. And you could do it live. You could sell it. It'd be, that would be so cool. People would watch. That would People be would fucking watch. awesome. Um, uh, let's stay. Uh, let's stay in the uh, college football realm. Oh, oh, my bad. Oh, friend Jacob calling. Okay, calling into the show. Calling into the show. Um, text him. Tell him to tune in. Uh, let's stay in the college football realm. Uh, so Pete Famel has reported that Deion Sanders is preparing to take the Colorado, uh, are they Buffaloes or are they the, uh, the other ones? They're Buffalo, right? What? Deion, Deion, yeah, Buff- Buffalo. Yeah, Colorado's the Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I am confused with the other one. That, looks that is like sick that they're the, Buffalo's a really good name for a college football team. Buffalo's I have a lot of opinions on mascots. I think. Oh, yeah. It being geographically relevant to you is a big thing. I yes. think it being unique is a big thing. So, like, having the Buffalo and the Rams as your two mascots for the state is pretty legit. And the Broncos. And the Broncos. So, Deion Sanders is allegedly preparing ah. to take the Colorado job. A little interesting that he kind of just said, yeah, they, they offered me the job. Yeah, I'm gonna think about it. Like I, that is not um, a great start. Uh, De- Deion Sanders, obviously the head coach at Jacksonville State right now. They're playing in the SWAC championship, I think, later today. Um, undefeated. We all we we knew that Deion Sanders was going to get a job at a Power Five school. I don't think we knew right. which level. This is pretty. I mean, Colorado's not like a top ten job, but that's a pretty major job for yeah. Deion Sanders to yeah, have too. And we, I think, we both are fans of Deion Sanders for sure as a coach and as a person. I think we're both. At least I'm interested to see how primetime uh, works in the university system with very rich people who do not like you being your do not like head coaches being themselves and saying whatever they think, because I don't think that's going to change anytime soon for Deion Sanders. But he's had a lot of success and I'm excited to see him potentially do it at another level. Now, obviously, hate Colorado, hate him. I think you do, too. But. It's whatever it happens. Would be, it's going it would to be, be very. I'm rooting for it. I'm it's going to be very entertaining. I'm As a Husker fan, we play them week one next year. Week two. Week two. Mm-hmm. Rooting for it. Um, yeah, we should go. Yeah, we should go. We should go. We should go. Week let's two. let's go. Oh yeah, I'm totally down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a tough situation for Colorado. Typically, you don't 
offer a job to someone officially without knowing that they're going to take it. And so Dion has the potential to really crush Colorado's football program right now. And that, that is also no. basically what Pete Thamel said on game day this morning. But she was like, they're going to be in dire straits if yeah, <laughs> Dion Because, says no. well, part of it is like, okay, you've spent the last week not talking to other coaches because you've officially offered the job to Dion Sanders. Yeah. And now I think he's going to take it. I think yeah. he's going to take it. I don't but know. did he, it seems like he clearly was like, I'm going to Colorado maybe just to like try to get a bigger, bigger fish. Who knows? Right. Cincinnati's open now. Cincinnati is open. That's Tulane true. Tulane is open. But like, yeah, those are all Tulsa. smaller universities. I mean, Colorado. I don't obviously know. I don't know. Cincinnati, Cincinnati or Colorado has clean water. Yeah. Has clean water. Yeah. What were you going to say? you're saying yeah i was saying i've got clean water you have clean water (laughs) better than jackson state probably oh yeah that's true (laughs) which jackson state come on come on now that's tough um is this what state is this in is that in missouri mississippi is that where brett Favre's stealing money from mississippi state but that's in the same or not mississippi state um southern miss okay they're yellow and black okay yeah so dion (laughs) saying Um, I don't know what their logo is. I don't know what their mascot is. One sec. I'm going to look it up. We're incredibly... So we want Dion to succeed for sure. For sure, Dion to succeed. Um, and well, if he I does, just think, you know, Dion being in the Power Five is something that college football needs. It's hilarious that Dion... I mean, it is, it is a reality. It's a reality TV show. Are they, they're in the Pac-12 now, aren't they? What did I say? I don't know. Colorado's in Power the Pac-12. Five. Yeah, they're in the Pac-12. They've been in the Pac-12 since 2010. They actually technically left before Nebraska did. Oh, that's right, because we left because we thought everyone was leaving. No, 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 no. We left. We, like, Colorado knew we were leaving. Jumped earlier than we did. Earlier than we announced that we did. But Colorado knew that we were leaving. So... And they made a bad decision. Missouri was actually able to get out before we were also. Uh, the same year, but they were technically in the SEC before we were, and so was Texas a uh-huh. So... At, towards what looked like the collapse of the Big 12. Yes, Colorado was able to get out a year before Nebraska. Um, why can't I find this? Oh, the Golden Eagles of, of Southern Miss. Golden Eagles, dude. Never mind. But uh, yeah, it, it would be it would be great for college football. It's something that college football like it. it that just is the most college football thing would be Deion Sanders taking over the Colorado job. That's such a big, that's such a big jump. It makes no sense. And it makes perfect sense at the yeah. same time. Right. You, you wonder if like what Dion can do that he would have, if he would have success at Colorado, you know, can and he scale what he's done at Jackson state? If he, and if he has success at Colorado, then he's leaving. There's no way he's staying there. He's, he, I, I think for sure he wants an sec job. I don't think part of it. Colorado has been so bad for so long. What does success look like at Colorado? Colorado has been so bad. Colorado has been worse than we have when we stink. Yeah. They, beat, they us. beat us twice. They beat us twice. Well, that was, yeah. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> Mel, I mean, we saw like limited success by Mel Tucker was parlayed into a Mich- uh, Michigan state job, right? Uh, like all he had to do was Tucker. make a bowl. And now, yeah. and now he's the head coach at Michigan state. Yeah. So they gave him a hundred grand. <laughs> he kept a hundred million. Well, then they gave him like a hundred grand bonus. It was like supposed to be spread amongst his assistant coaches. And he owed it himself. That's tough. 
I did not know that. I That's did not know that. Uh, but, well, apparently that whole $100 million contract was paid by one donor of Michigan State. Jesus Christ. Who was that? I don't know. But he was, you know, he had a really successful year last year. And he was looking like he might have been poached away because a lot of teams were looking for coaches. Um, that's what they had to do to keep him. I hope they're, I hope they're happy with that contract. Can't get out of it for another seven years. All right. What other... Uh, what other, How's the farm? How's the farm doing, Scott? You just because this is your first winter, good. winter in the uh, homestead. Do you have it a is. name for it? Do you like? Is it? Does it have a name? Y- yeah. No. The 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 um. You could just call it the farm. The homestead. The farm. The ra- the ranch. Yeah. The but, ranch. No, it's great. Dogs doing something weird. He's been throwing up the past few days, which he's never thrown up before. Because you give him three sticks of butter every morning. I kind of yeah maybe it's possible. It's possible. I also bought this like um, you get him new food. Um, yes and no. Like it's been like three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought this spray because he chews on stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like bitter spray. And I just spray it on things I don't want him to chew, but then he still ends up chewing them. So I kind of think it might have something to do with that. What is it? Bitter spray? It's like bitter spray. Yeah. It's like vinegar and uh, like bitter stuff. That's probably it. Yeah. yeah. But then he just still eats it anyway. <laughs> so I think that's maybe he likes it. <laughs> maybe he likes it. I think that's what he's yakking up. It's, um, it's a problem though. I don't know. Kind of worried about him, but he acts normal. If we're for like a split second, he'll look like it's like, oh my god, this dog looks like he's dying. Like he literally gets a long face. It's bizarre. <laughs> and you have the most jack dog that he's huge. Yeah. That your uh, dog doctor's ever seen. Big, big the vet dog doctor. Yeah, yeah veterinarian. Dog. Yeah, of course. I knew that. Um, yeah, and he throws up and he's fine. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not that worried. Maybe if he continues, if he throws up one more time, I'm taking rid of that. That's what I said. But the thing is, what if they tell you to just put him back on the Liver King diet? Like, that is, the Liver King diet is just like a dog diet, like a classic. Yeah, dog. eating like organs, beef organs. Yeah, organs and. You asked me if I was a Liver King guy? Yeah. Yes, I am. I think it was early to the Liver King train. Part of it just the absurdity of what he used to post on Instagram. Was it um, crazier? Oh, it was way crazier because he was really? trying to make a name for himself. So yeah. he's like. He did this one challenge where he just ate. Um, he had like um, two minutes to do to eat sixty raw eggs. Sixty? Yeah, and so he had sixty shot glasses full of raw eggs. So he just started so he as just, like just boom, boom. So he just started as like the super Cali super beast or whoever that guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I was shocked to find out. He or was taking like yeah huge bites out of out of raw bull testicles. Oh. Do they still have the semen in them? Like, are they gushers? That's what I was wondering no, when I heard. No, 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 no. Okay, because they're drained. No, no, no. They're not drained per se. They just the the jizz just goes away. Sort of. I think it like dies. Ugh. He ate it cold though. That's not better. <laughs> no, it's not. It's terrible. And it's like a, it sort of has the consistency of like a potato. Mm. Hmm. This wouldn't be as bad as I thought. <laughs> but who were these emails with that got leaked that he was juicing? Uh, this guy whose YouTube channel is named More Plates, More Dates. So, yeah, I know who, who I actually am aware. Uh, I'm trying to think what's his name. Derek. Derek, Derek from MorePlatesMoreDates.com. More Friends with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Trend Bologna Sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Trend Bologna Sandwiches. So he Did looked, he find these emails? Did he yeah. hack into the mainframe? He looked back into Elon? his own archive. Really? And found that the liver king 
whose name is Brian. Brian. Had emailed him King asking Ryan. for King advice Ryan, on his, at that time, current stack of steroid usage. That's real? Yes. He actually emailed Derek? He emailed Derek at oh, moreplatesmoredates.com and asked him advice on his stack. Derek um, went through everything that the Liver King was taking. I saw a screenshot of it. It was, it was uh, roughly like $11,600 a month worth of PEDs. And that's just if you were taking them off the street, right? Because he was definitely having them at that level, at that like high of a cocktail, you're definitely having that administered to you by a doctor. So you pay the doctor. So you have to pay the doctor as well. Yeah. So Liver King was rich before he was Liver King. Very rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, he owns very a ranch, rich. a huge ranch um, at the Liver King mansion i don't know what it's is this skinwalker ranch it's probably close i don't know oh, can you imagine liver, liver that's what we really we need a like a vlog series of liver king and liver like, king versus the skinwalker hunting bigfoot just like god his old workout videos too where he's just like dragging shit He's <laughs> just does he still run around the woods before he eats so his testosterone? Yeah, yeah, he higher? does. But he he like packs a sled with just like a bunch of heavy things and yeah. then just pulls it and that's and then he'll carry like two kettlebells yeah. too as he's just walking. Have chains around his neck. That's fucking awesome. I love Liver King. I do too. I love him. And I know he's lying about steroids or whatever, but that make like who? Like, you didn't have to lie. I mean, clearly everyone knew. Like, wow, you, two things can be true. Liver can have a lot of good benefits. So he started. He owns a ranch. He mm-hmm. started Liver King. Because he was trying to sell, so typically you can't Supplements. sell beef organs, right? But mm-hmm. you can desiccate them, dry them out, turn them into powder, put them in a capsule, and then like sell them as supplements. And then yeah. he just created Liver King as a character to sell like beef organs. Well, he is the king, dude. He's the king. He's the king. He's the king. Can't just make that up. And his wife is the Liver Queen. Mm-hmm. You know, works, he, it it, it could have worked. I don't know. I suppose once you start doing interviews, you have he, to. Do you have to say you're not on them? Do you have to say you're not on PEDs? He uh, he was on part of my take and they asked him if he was on PEDs, and he's like, "I'm coming clean. I am on PEDs. I perform, execute, and dominate every, every single day." day. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "If you thought he was natural, you're kind of a bozo." No, oh, yeah. Like it's kind of a bummer if you're like a kid or something like that. Also, might have ab implants. Dude, I still think he does. He is like his gut, like literally shoots out like this, right? Like that's that's not think, humanly possible. Right. If you're I think not, he's in insane shape, even without the steroids and without the ab implants. I still think he's in insane oh, shape. Yeah. I think beef organs probably do have a lot of dietary. What he preaches benefits. would help a lot of, like, if you do, because I whatever like primal tenants or whatever he's got yeah, like yeah seven yeah, pillars yeah, yeah. if you do those things and you are like out of shape and you have low testosterone probably does can double your testosterone if you work out and you eat healthy all that stuff that's probably true um he's <laughs> probably not gonna look like the king um probably and that's not. just because he's the king baby nobody looks like him nobody yeah. has ever looked like that guy he's the king dude. there's nobody even like like Bumstead has never looked like the liver. Like I'm not saying Bumstead didn't look better than him, or like all these, or like Arnold didn't look better than him. I'm saying nobody has Marty, looked Marty. like Liver King. There's no bodily comparison to what Liver King looks like. That's why he's the king. Dude. They, you can't just get that name. He bizarre. is. Have you seen the size of his neck? Yeah, dense. <laughs> he's a dense some bitch. I don't know. How he breathes. Speaking of, he's definitely like. No will to the king, but there's no, no way he lives no, 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 no. that long, right? 
He's gonna live forever. There's nobody walking How, around. He, dude, he could be 25 years old. Let's be honest. There's no one walking around with that body at like 55. Or I mean, 60. he's probably gonna be near 55. He, can, I don't know. You could live a while, like just because you're on juice. Just so heavy. Yeah, but your heart. Uh, yeah. He's got to be exhausted all the time. <laughs> your heart. He has to be fucking exhausted. But down, all respect to the king, um, and all respect to the United States men's national team. Good job, boys. Yeah. We'll call it a success, right? Oh, absolutely. Call it a success, making Even, it out of the group so stage, eliminated today. After you didn't qualify for the last World Cup, just qualifying this World Cup cycle was a success. Making it out of the group, that's gravy. This was house money today. Mm-hmm. Netherlands, a very, very good team. One of the oldest teams at the World Cup. Sort of a bad matchup for us uh, in terms of how they play, in terms of their experience. Um, really got picked apart today. They had really, really good execution on a lot of what they did, and they seemed very unafraid of our uh, possessing the ball on mm. that back hat on on their third of the pitch. So that first ten minutes, the U.S. Team, we looked sharp. like they're taking sharp. shots. Yeah, and that's what we—that's sort of how we've looked in the first ten minutes against every team we played. Right? Yeah. We've got really, really young guys. We're by far the youngest team in the World Cup. Average age twenty-three and a half. Twenty-five. No, average age was twenty. Mm-hmm. Average age of our roster was twenty-three. Hmm. Sir, not starter. Starting okay. um, average age of our roster is 23.8. Average age of the next closest team is 25 and a half. Mm-hmm. And then average age just of a, of a you know team in the World Cup is 27 and a half. Okay. So typically... Because that, that was, as somebody who doesn't know soccer, total bozo, um, it seemed like everyone talking was saying... The goal was not really to win this World Cup. It was to right. get in, get some experience, get some solid play, yeah. going into home advantage next World Cup. Yeah, home advantage, yeah. that's going to be huge. So we automatically qualify for the next World Cup. Next World Cup is also moving to 48 teams. So you have uh, groups of three instead of groups of uh, four. And I'm pretty sure it's like only one team is going to make it out next time. So we'll we'll see. I, I'll have to check on that. But... Um, USA, Mexico, and Canada all automatically qualify for the next World Cup. Yeah, that's hilarious. So that's interesting. Uh, those were the three of the four teams coming out of CONCACAF this time around. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, if we go through the past four years since they didn't qualify, you know, beating Mexico in the Gold Cup, beating Me- Mexico in the Confederations Cup to win the, both those championships, looking like the best team overall. I mean, obviously, Canada was the top team coming out of the group, mm. but still... One glaring hole remained throughout qualifying, and it, it showed quite a bit during this World Cup. The U.S. really desperately needs a striker. Yeah, we don't have one. Is there is, is there like hope coming around the bend, or is it just like going into next? We just don't have one. Is sort of. I mean, that, it would have to be either like like there's not there's not an identifiable name at this point. Is oh, there a stud on another team that could play for the U.S. or playing for another country that we could just snag? No. Um, now there's a few names on our roster that could potentially develop into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Jeff Sargent or Haji Wright, both larger Haji bodies. Haji a starter, isn't he? Um, yes, but he's still not sort of like he. He would need to develop into that nine spot, yeah. being a top attacker, because we have the U.S. has a very strong midfield. Mm. You could argue so. We played a four-three-three. Pulisic on the wing. He is a wing player. He's never going to be a striker. Pulisic, yeah. You could maybe run like a four-four-one-two or a four-four-one-one, or four. 
3-2-1, I think would be better for Pulisic. Uh, I think he needs his ball. I think you need to get Pulisic the ball as much as possible. Uh, having him on the wing is not quite as strong as he could be, if that makes sense. Mm. We have to do what's best for the team. Yeah. So, where where would he be ideally? I think as an attacking mid or as a wing in like a four five. Okay, sure. Uh, but all of, all of those require you to have a top striker. Mm-hmm. So, how do you how do you? Cause I don't think it's the same as the Olympics. How do you? What constitutes you being able to play for a country? Because we have a guy who could have played for Liberia, U.S., or England. I think played for the U.S. Obviously, uh, you have Easy. to have citizenship. You have to have citizenship, or is it like your parents could have citizenship at a country, right? Isn't that it? Well, with the U.S., if your parents have citizenship, you automatically have citizenship. Okay, so it probably varies. By so country. it probably varies country to country, yeah. Okay, damn. We, so I was yeah, thinking so, if Messi comes to Miami, we just... Uh, Messi's probably not going to another World Cup. Probably damn. not. I think this is it for him. He could always decide not to, and he'd definitely you know, make the starting 11 of Argentina, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. So even even with you know if we don't develop a striker, pretty much everyone in our starting rotation is gonna be hitting their prime or the beginning of their prime the next World Cup cycle. Mm-hmm. So, you know we will be a better team even if we don't develop that guy. But that's what we're we're not gonna win the World Cup if we don't. We're winning this next World Cup for sure. I think you can book it too. I don't think it's even gonna be close. All right, Scott, let's talk about um, let's talk about the NFL. So. We have been talking a lot about Odell Beckham Jr. I think everyone has, everyone and their mother. Uh, he's had visits with the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and something you said, which seems like common sense, but hasn't been said a lot. Uh, you weren't sure about his health, um, and it seems as though NFL execs aren't either. Ralph Vicano Vaciano a Fox Sports reporter, there is some concern about whether Beckham will be a major factor this season, given it's already December, and he's yet to take a snap since oh, yeah. tearing his ACL in Super Bowl 56. So this is the same ACL no, it's, that, it's he, way too late. that he injured in 2020. Um, obviously, came back from the ACL, uh, almost won the Super Bowl MVP last year. He was playing phenomenally down the stretch. Um, but there has been, a, I think everyone just kind of assumes at this point, ACL tear, no problem. Just give him a little time. He'll be back. Medical science is that good. Um, But it seems like there is questions with... Because, I mean, there's questions among people whether he can do it. But NFL execs, I don't think this is something we've heard before. I think the assumption by a lot of teams was like, oh, he's going to be good to go, good to go, good to go. Seems like that may not be the case. Yeah, I think if because he wasn't signed before Thanksgiving, he might just be out of time, right? Because part of it, even last year, you remember... The first few weeks he was on the Rams, he wasn't that effective. He became more effective the more timing he got with Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to have to happen if he joins a team. We also know that he wants a multi-year deal. No NFL team's going to give him that coming off of his second torn ACL in the same leg. Mm-mm. With, you know, what? Five weeks left? Four weeks left? And the Rams the, Ram, the Rams still were holding a locker for him. That's definitely not happening. Uh, Matthew no, Stafford yeah. was just put on IR today, too. Uh, which done. was very surprising. They're yeah, Rams they, fucking they, they're going to be. They might. You know. They suck for. They're going to suck for like five years. They're going to suck forever. Yeah. They're probably going to lose McVay too. Probably going to lose Donald probably. if they're not trading him. He's going to retire. They can't trade him because he's going to retire. He, he was probably going to retire before this sign, year. He did just sign a new contract. Yeah, he's, but he was making quite a bit of money now. He was planning on walking, which he see though he could uh, walk. I think that was a negotiation tactic last year. 
13 million years, what he's making. That's a lot to walk away from. It's a lot to walk away from. Uh, but I mean, nowadays with social media, that kind of stuff, there's a good chance he could make quite a bit of money outside the NFL, which you sure. know, is a newer thing. Um, Cooper he still Cup's is. Hurt. I mean, he's still super effective. Yeah. I wouldn't trade him if other. He's hurt. He's hurt right now too. He has oh. an ankle. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but Odell Beckham Jr. I assumed was going to the Dallas Cowboys because of no state income tax. Uh, wants to retire someplace. But two interesting developments. Very interesting developments. Yeah, the Pats and the Bills both cleared some salary cap space this past weekend. Well, yeah. Both at about the same amount also, which was interesting. So both cleared about $2.5 million. That's about what you'd think the market value would be on Odell. Um, Well, the other point would be that teams do generally have to clear cap space as the season goes along when it comes to incentives. Mm -hmm. And I think at least for the Bills... Uh, they need to clear cap space just to have money going down the stretch. Because also you have to sign practice players, practice squad players, that kind of stuff that adds on to the salary cap. I think they were nearing like a hundred grand in available space. Oof. So <laughs> I think both moves were probably. So we know Odell did not have a lot of cap room either. So yeah. maybe that might be the same. And Odell is not going to the Patriots. I think we know that. Um, Rams have been talked, or Bills obviously have been talked about. We'll see if that happens. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to get concerned that Odell is not going to a team. Certainly doesn't seem like he's going to be a major factor for a team going forward. Now, if he can, if you can sign him to a team, develop a little bit, and he can make one or two plays in a playoff game, that might be worth, you know, a million or two bucks for a team. Mattered for the Rams. They needed him for a few plays. Obviously, that helps, but... He wants a multi-year deal, so that's what's really complicating this. I think he could have definitely had a one-year deal a month ago. 30 years old. He wants, uh, right, that's not that old, but two ACLs. Two ACLs, same knee, too. No. Same knee, and if there's questions, uh, even just being questions is not... Nobody's, right, nobody's going to give him a multi-year deal. Not great. Um, He's going to have to have a prove-it year. Yeah. To get that. And at 30 is not time to be having a prove-it year. Right. Um, A couple of receivers who are blowing the doors off the National Football League... Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson are currently one yard apart um, in receiving yards. I got a few stats for you. Hill leads the NFL with three and a half yards per route run this season. No other other receiver is above 2.76. That 2.76 is Justin Jefferson. Uh, That was from PFF. 2.76 yards per route run, each rank second to Tyree Kill. Uh, and passes thrown his way have generated 111.1 passer rating. His 16 contested catches also leads the league. That's also by PFF. Justin Jefferson has the most yards in his first three seasons ever at 4,248. Tyree Kill currently has 1,233 yards. Justin Jefferson has 1,232 yards. So obviously Tyreek leaving Kansas City, I think everyone assumed he was at least going to be a little bit worse. Not bad. Sure. But he was going to fall off a little bit. He has not. He is playing one of his best seasons ever. Justin Jefferson is an animal. Um, that, you know, his playmaking ability, his ability to make catches like that one against the Bills have set him apart in a big way. Um, and I think there have been some receivers that were paid last season where you're kind of questioning a little bit. Um, you know, maybe Christian Kirk, Debo Samuel is having a rough year. Um 
But Justin Jefferson looks like he's going to make $100 billion when his payday comes up for the Vikings. Yeah, and it's not even coming yet, right? So they no. still have um, – the Vikings still have one year on, left on his rookie contract mm-hmm. and then a fifth-year option since he was a first-round deal pick, which is only going to be like $8, 9000000 million. So it's going to be two more years before they have to pay him, and that's a big deal why it's like people were saying the Diggs and Justin Jefferson trade was an even trade. Not a chance. Dude. The Vikings w- walked away with that trade. They, the Vikings won that trade because they, you know, they don't have to pay him. They don't have to pay him. You know, he's making two million dollars. Stefan Diggs is making a lot Diggs of money. Is making twenty. Stefan Diggs is making a lot of money when they traded him. Got paid even more in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's making one tenth of what Diggs is making. This was way better trade for the. And Vikings. Diggs is still playing out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, and Diggs <laughs> is like a, the third best receiver in the league. But when you have two receivers that are even if they were of equal talent even if Jefferson Jefferson was slightly worse it would still be worth way a win for the Vikings because they you know can spend 18 million dollars elsewhere mm-hmm. which is like you know it's that's like getting Aaron Donald on your team right yeah for free it's, yeah and when uh Kevin O'Connell came in to coach the Minnesota Vikings there were a lot of questions you know young head coach how's this right. gonna work out work out very well now Vikings haven't necessarily like blown the doors off of any teams they've been winning close games but they keep doing it like very, very consistently. Um, and a lot of that is due to Justin Jefferson. I mean, that, I mean, Justin Jefferson's probably in the MVP conversation at this point. Um, I don't know if that offense is function is functioning nearly the same without him. Um, Tyree kills probably in there too. Um, having Jalen Waddle on the other side two like insane speedsters really opening up that offense. Another first yeah. year head coach. Um, those teams are really, really fun to watch. Um, I know you hate Miami, but I mean, sky's the limits for these guys. I mean, they're already at like the top of the league, but who knows? I don't. I mean, this isn't a pace that we're unfamiliar with with Tyreek Hill. He just hasn't gotten hurt yet. Hmm. He hasn't missed any time. Sure. So part of it might be playing in Miami helps the hamstrings a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, everyone knows you know your muscles are tighter in colder weather. But weather. Uh, we just he just hasn't. He's been healthy, mm-hmm. and he wasn't ever a full season healthy in KC. Uh-uh. So, never majorly hurt, just always, you know. A few things fast, here and there, right? Yeah. Running off, grabbing his hamstring, running off the sideline. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'd see that every four or five weeks yeah. in Kansas City. So, I mean, yeah, nothing we haven't seen from Tyreek Hill. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's season. Oh, Kansas oh. State TCU is going overtime. Oh, shit. TCU got a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Tie it up. Hell yeah. It's the funniest thing. We are back live. Uh, we pulled up the TCU-Kansas State game. We got to see what happens here. This is incredible. Uh, Scott was showing me some fantastic TikToks, by the way. Um, but we want to transition the show. We wanted to talk about the men's league, the National Football League. Uh, obviously, one game Whoa. in. God damn. We back up. No, nope, that's not a window. It's an expensive studio. Um, there are a couple incredible games tomorrow. There's uh, there's gonna be some bad games. I think we know. You know, Steelers, Falcons, maybe Commanders, Giants. Although both seven win teams. Um, Dolphins, Niners facing off. Chiefs, Bengals. Uh, I think even I think the Chargers, Raiders could be a good game. I know mm-hmm. the Chargers might make the playoffs. Raiders definitely not. Um, that could be a sneaky good game. But we want to talk odds. We want to talk betting. We want to talk the National Football League. Scott, where do we want to start? What game you got first? 
I've got uh, Jets and Vikings. Jets and Vikings. Two playoff teams right now. Uh, Jets at seven wins. Um, the Jets on the road at the Vikings. Guess the line. Do you have it pulled up? Is it minus three, Minnesota? It is minus three. No. I don't know <laughs> what sports book we have. Uh, what are you using? Pretty close line. Um, I'm just on ESPN's website. I don't know what oh, they're gotcha. using. Um, so the big matchup of this game, Justin Jefferson, Sauce Gardner. That's I love. Are a they going to put him on him, or is he just going to stay on his side? Sauce. Yeah. You, you don't think he's going to man up on him? I don't. You don't think he's going to big I dog? I think that would be a mistake. You I think, don't think that's much of a matchup. Really? No. Sauce has been pretty good. I know he's been good, but it's Justin Jefferson, and it's the NFL where all the rules favor the receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't think like. Is there any other in the league island quarterback cornerback? Does that exist? Anymore. Um, it's been a while, I think, since we've talked about that. I mean, obviously Jalen Ramsey was very good. Still very good. Um mm-hmm. I think people kind of see Sauce as maybe that next guy, but I think you're probably right. Especially the way I mean Justin Jefferson's so fucking good. And so like, yeah, Sauce it, I'm Justin not saying Jefferson. Sauce couldn't be that guy. He has he's a rookie. It's also the know? I mean Justin Jefferson's third season. Um, that's I think that's a terrible idea. I think you're probably right. Um, they they were probably going to man him up a couple times. I don't sure. know if that's yeah. going to be the main goal, but he's definitely going to be. You're going to see Sauce on Justin the whole game. He's not going anywhere else. I don't think you have him on a different guy. Um, TCU. Thielen, you don't put put Sauce on Thielen, shut him down completely, and then double team Justin Jefferson. Maybe. Um, Jesus. Jesus. Tighten that up, Joe. Tighten that shit up. Put that shit on. I've got uh, I've got the Vikings here. Well, who's the quarterback? It's Mike White. I got the yeah, Vikings. Vikings White. favorite. Uh, Vikings money line. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> you have to hold it. Apart, dude. This is actually. This is not good. Oh. Okay. Let's see how that works. No. Oh. Oh. Yeah, fuck it. Looks good. Give me the Vikings. Yeah. Three's three's not enough. At home as well, right? So yeah. like two and a half is like a pick 'em at home, mm-hmm. right? Two and a half is usually what you're spotted at home. So I think I think the Vikings on a neutral field would be with I think this would be the line that I would give on a neutral field. So uh next up we got the Titans. On the road against the Eagles, Titans four and a half point dogs. Ooh, I might take. I like the Titans. Though. I like the Titans with that too. I think the Eagles might not. I don't. I'm not a big team struggle in the weather guy, but I think it's a little bit of a factor. I think Philly's going to be. Eh, I guess they also. I mean, it's been they. They cannot stop the run, even though they've they've added Sue, Sue Jordan Davis coming back in a limited role maybe this week. I still think it's tough for them. They 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 can't stop the run. And this is a bad team to not be able to stop the run against. This is Derrick Henry season. This is Derrick Henry season. This Big is. time Titans have been good. Titans I mean, have been good. Their last they they started off 0-2, I think. Uh the last two losses have been to the Chiefs and Bengals. Close games, both very good teams. Um Cam Taylor Britt forced uh Derrick Henry to fumble. Sorry about it. Um yeah, Titans. I feel like this is Titans and Titans to win, I think. Titans seven and four. So you like Titans money line? I actually like that bet as well. Um, we're over one mind so far this week. Yeah, plus one seventy five. I like those odds quite a bit. Give me a Titans. Yep. So Titans right now four percent chance to win the one seed. 
It's going to be tough. It would be tough. I don't think anyone's going to pass have the, the Chiefs. They don't have the tiebreaker on the Chiefs. They lost the Chiefs and the Bills. So they have to have a better record than both those teams. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. Maybe one. I don't see both. Yeah. All right. Who we got next, Scotty? Next, we have the Commanders on the road against the Giants as two-point favorites. Giants, I think, have run out of steam. I like the favorites here. Give me the Commanders. They've been playing good football. I don't think the Commanders are great, but they've just been playing solid football. Heineke is not going to make too many mistakes. He, you know, can pick up first downs with his feet. They can keep the ball moving. This will be a low-scoring game. Are these so. the same team? The Commanders and the Giants? Yeah. Uh, I actually, I really sneaky like the Commanders receiving core. Yeah. Like that, if you yeah, gave true. the Giants the Commanders receiving core, they, that would be a serious Giants thing. receiving core is terrible. They're paying them $100 billion to those terrible receivers. Yes. Um, I think you're right about that. Uh, this is going to, this is probably going to be a really ugly game. Um, Saquon has a, ch- I love Heineke, but Lydekin, I love him as a person. I love him as a player. I love that he buys Jays uh, after he beats a team in their colors. I think I'm going to take the Giants in this. Oh, one. I sick. like Saquon. I didn't know that. I, didn't know that. that I like Saquon um, to run. I mean, I mean, I know Bud Lydekin likes some bush lights after a game. Um, got in trouble for that. Got a lot of people in trouble uh, for Chase, that. Probably. Chase Young back this week. For sure. I'm taking the Giants. I think Saquon. I think Giants cover. Still probably taking the Commanders to win. I know it's a two-point line. I think Saquon's been very, very good this year. I know people know that, but he's been like a top, top running back. Only 40 and a half for the over-under. So give me the Commanders. Give me the Commanders money line. Give me the Commanders uh, with the under. I'd parlay all three. Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. Give me the Giants. Golly. Yeah, you're right. Who do we got? That's a, that's enough to almost give me a switch. We've got... <laughs> Hold on. we got Sneak. TCU didn't get it. They're done. Okay. Gotcha. We've got the Browns at the Texans. Deshaun Watson first Missed game back. massage all the way back. Eight point favorites on the road. Now, usually... Usually road favorites is something to bet against, but I just think the Texans the Texans are done. Not that they were ever not done to start the year. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson being back gives the the Browns yeah, as a team a lot of juice, even though I think it's really bad juju. He has not played in 700 days. He has not played wow. in an NFL game. Um, I actually like the Browns. Was his last game that lost to the Chiefs? Oh, it might be. Uh, how, how many years ago was that? Because that's the no, that's the year they won the Super Bowl. That's the year they won the Super Bowl. He played the next season mm-hmm. um, when they were they did not win a lot of games after Bill O'B was fired, and then he sat out. So I think that's right. Yeah, because that was COVID year. He played right. that COVID year, then didn't play again, um, making his appearance. Yeah. So on paper, yeah, on paper, this seems like Cleveland Browns are going to blow him out, but. I just think the football gods, Juju, everything is against the Browns right now. I'm not going to say the Texans money line, but give me the Texans uh, against the spread. I wholeheartedly agree. I there's a very good chance Deshaun Watson comes out, throws like three picks, no t- like there's a chance yeah, he looks right. horrible. He's only been practicing for two weeks. Any environment they go into is going to be rough. I think it's this is going to be the worst possible environment for them. Yeah, the Houston Texans fans. Do not like Deshaun Watson. They're going to be very, very loud. Give me the Texans. Broncos, nine and a half point underdogs against the Ravens on the I, road. This is nice because it has the ticket prices for both those games. Both are 26 and 
for tickets to these games. Um, Baltimore nine and a half. I think I'm actually going to take the Broncos. Definitely not to win. No chance they win. I think that defense, I think that Ravens offense is really struggling. Could be wrong, but I don't love the Ravens offense right now. I think the Broncos have a very good defense. I think Baltimore's able to, uh, definitely able to win. I don't know if they can do nine and a half though. What about you? Yeah, this is the lowest under over under on the board. That's pretty rare in the NFL. You don't see an over under uh, reach forty. It's at thirty nine and a half right now. Um, yeah, I mean the the Ravens roster is barren on offense. They have no weapons. The Broncos offense has been dead since the season started. So and also been getting hurt. Yeah. Oof. I think KJ Hamler was just put on IR. Could be wrong. All right, fourth and goal. TCU is going for it. Some. Oos was just helped off, injured. K-State, let's see, to make the playoffs. Here we go. Potentially, K-State will get the ball after this. Hand off. Leap in. I don't think oh. he got it. I don't think he got it. He's oh out. Oh, my God. He was stuffed on fourth and goal. I guess they could still make the playoffs, but That'll be- TCU or K-State needs, what, a field goal to win it? Man. Wow. Kind of in your heart, do you, would you have been sad if we hired Chris Kleiman instead of Matt Rule? Yeah, I would have preferred rule. Yeah. God damn. That close. This is going to be just inches, isn't it? What are these lines? These that is Show not, where that is going, not the path that the defensive lineman takes. We'll exactly straight. where they went. <laughs> One of like, oh, got a bow up. Yep. Great play. Great play by K State to oh. keep him out. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's college football. A lot could happen. They, you know, probably just. QB sneak three times, try and get it to the 20, kick a 37-yard field goal. But all right. Um, give me the Ravens. I just think the Broncos are dead. Um interesting. Uh, actually, no, nine and a half. Man. Ravens offense has not been great. Broncos defense very good. This could uh, also like at any point that Broncos defense could just start mailing it in. The Ravens feast on bad teams. That's true. So give me the Ravens. The Ravens. Um, I'd rather, man, nine and a half so much. I'm, I would rather take the Ravens money line, but mm. uh, Jaguars at the Lions. Man, what a stinky game! But Lions one point favorite at home. Cats game. Uh, yeah, I haven't even. Who's the who's the favorite? Lions. On Lions one point yeah. at home. Uh, Jaguars coming off a big win against the Ravens. Lions coming had won what three in a row. Then lost to the Bills in a close game because Dan Cable doesn't know what timeouts are. Right. Um, I don't think Jamison Williams is playing it. I think it's possible he does. I think he have to get activated today, so probably not. Um, ooh, I think DeAndre Swift still getting healthy. Yeah, I think I I like the Jags. I, like I want to pick here. the Lions so bad all the time. You know that. I do. <sighs> you pick the Jags. I do. Okay. I'll pick. I'll take the Lions. Let's go Lions. We got this. All right, who we got next? Packers three and a half point favorites on the road versus the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields is back. Still yeah. not. Still not eating meat. We assume. Mm-mm. Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing. Yep. Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. We've established this. Uh, I th- I think. Give me the Packers. I know three and a half point favorites on the road is a lot. And I know the Packers are not a good team, but this is just until I've seen otherwise, Aaron Rodgers owns the city of Chicago. This is, I think, this is the Bears. 
It was like the biggest game for the Bears since the playoffs like three years ago. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a Bears fan, win this game, lose everything else. That's perfect for them, right? Yeah. You. I mean, this is their Super also Bowl. Also, like, t- I don't think Rodgers is going anywhere after this year, but it is possible. Um, he is beat up. That thumb is broken. You got whatever is going on with his ribs. I think I'm going to take the Bears. Bears have one less win than the Packers. This Packers team is bad. Yep. Justin so Fields playing. Really bad team. These are two bad teams. Justin Fields is playing. Uh, fourth down for K-State. Going to kick that. Um, give me the Bears. I think the Bears can do this. With Justin Fields. Without Justin Fields, no chance. But, I mean, this is their Super Bowl. This is the biggest game they've yeah. had in, I think, like four years. Yeah. All right. I've got the Packers. Okay. Steelers at Falcons. Yuck. Falcons only a one-point favorite at home. Uh, TJ Watt is playing, although I like I like the Falcons. I like the Falcons at home. For no other reason than both these teams stink, so just give me the team that's at home. K-State won. Wow. Congrats. Close game. Congrats on the Big 12 having a, a three-loss champion. Oof. That's tough. Nope. I think these... I mean, a lot of people were saying TCU's definitely make it in if they lose. I don't know. I don't think the committee likes TCU very much. No. Man, look at Sonny. What a year for Sonny Dykes. Oh, we didn't like that. Um, Just one year doing that. Well, still a hell of a year for Sonny Dykes. It's funny that they're both like the exact same color of purple. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. TJ Watts back. Steelers offense found a little something maybe. What was I have it as even? What was the line? Uh, on my book, I've got uh, Falcons, our favorite. Falcons by what? One. One. Okay. Um, Dirty Birds in Atlanta. Oh. I don't know. The NFC South is just hot dog shit. Yep. Nothing makes sense. Yep. Give me the Steelers. I think they're going to play to try and give, make sure Tomlin doesn't have a losing season. Um, yeah, give me the Steelers. Okay, you got him. Here we go next. We've got Dolphins at the 49ers. Now, this is a very interesting game. This is a very interesting line, uh, Joe. The 49ers are four-point favorites at home. Four-point favorites over an eight-win, eight-and-three Dolphins team. That is hot. Niners are seven and four. Also very hot. Also very very hot. talent. Two very talented teams. Um, Niners have a better defense. I don't think anyone would really argue that. Um, Dolphins, Niners. See, these tickets are expensive to this game. Ooh. Part of it's just the nature of it being in San Francisco, or not in San Francisco, but you know, I in that like area. There's there's Tech going Valley. to be a game, right, where Tua just plays like shit. Yes, that's not an anti-Tua thing. That's an anti-Tua Tua thing for you. Um, not for me. God damn, stinks, stinks. This thing cost me, you know, two, three grand. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, give me the Niners. Give me the Niners. Niners. Yeah, I think um, there's so many different ways that they can go about attacking your defense. Uh, this this defense of the Dolphins it does clearly have holes. I think at home, uh, Dolphins traveling across the country for this game. I think West Coast game. Yeah. Also, Master and Apprentice game with Shanahan. And McDaniel. uh, McDaniels, McDaniel, so, McDaniel. Um, yeah, give me Niners. You can miss me. 
Yeah, so give me the that. Niners. Give me the Niners. Actually, I think a better bet would be Niners money line. Um, yeah. rather than a four point spread. Four point <sighs> Dolphins against the spread. Niners money line. Seahawks on the road versus the Rams. Rams starting uh quarterback is Wofford this week because Matt Stafford put on IR. Uh Seahawks minus seven on the road. What a run, Stafford. Uh Seahawks minus seven. That's yeah, I think clearly Seahawks minus seven. Yeah, you th- I mean the Rams no uh, Aaron Donald. They, they packed it in, right? The cup is no cup, no cup, no Donald. No Stafford. No Stafford. No uh what's Allen Robinson's even gone. He oh hasn't even goodness, been doing anything. Yeah. Um yeah, he was put on IR, I think. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, Seahawks they're done. The Rams, wild. the Rams might not win another game this year. No, they look terrible. I think yeah, I think for sure Seahawks cover. If they don't if they don't cover seven isn't a lot. If it were like sixteen and they didn't cover, I wouldn't be worried. Seven's not a lot. They yeah. should definitely cover that. Yep. Chief. <laughs> Chiefs on the road, two-point favorites at the Bengals. In the jungle. Huge game. Rematch the AFC Championship. One of the biggest games remaining in the season. Um, Biggest game remaining for the Chiefs by far. Chiefs after this play Broncos twice, Raiders once, uh, Seahawks. uh, I think one other bad team. Texans. Um, So Chiefs, this is like by far the Chiefs' hardest game remaining. Yeah. but obviously, Bengals won the two last year. Defense looked terrible in the first half of both games. Basically shut out the Chiefs in the second half. Um, That's also just what they do, right? Mm-hmm. The Bengals are the best second half defense by far in the NFL this year. Um, I think, I don't know. I trust the Chiefs to come out and do their thing. Um, but also trust them in the AFC champion. I, don't know, I have a hard time not picking the Chiefs. Minus two isn't a lot. Minus two, you're almost just picking money line. Um, over under 53, Jamar Chase probably going to be back. That injury has been kind of weird. Um, it is on the road. It is on the road. I don't know if that matters for the Chiefs. Chiefs kind of seem like they're better away than they are home. Um, give me the Chiefs. Scott, I'm curious as to what you think. I, um, If it was even at a neutral site, I'm picking the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. At home. Giving them two points. I got the Bengals. Okay. I think uh, the Chiefs are a better team, but, you know. I think it's close. Home field advantage matters in the NFL. So, Dude, this K-State game, T- uh, TCU, when they were doing the the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, or the anthem, you heard, like, the home of the Chiefs really loud in that stadium because <laughs> K-State's playing. All right, who do we get next? Chiefs fans travel. Uh, Chargers at the Raiders. Chargers two-point dog. Chargers two-point dog? Yeah. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. So, Chargers, obviously, no Mike Williams. I don't think Keenan Allen's playing. Um, Josh Jacobs, I think, has been banged up, too. I don't understand this line. I really don't. Um, Chargers obviously kind of play poopy when they're not on primetime playing the Chiefs. I think I'm going to take the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a better team. Um, you have to, right? This almost smells like a rat line. It's almost like Vegas wants everyone to bet on the Chargers. Yeah. So. There's a rat line. But else, uh, anything could happen in this game. First, yeah. I would stay away, but because I have to pick. Ah, fuck, I don't know. Chargers, maybe? Give me the Chargers. Mm, give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Okay. 
Colts, 10-point dogs, visiting the Cowboys. This just feels like a game of Cowboys are going to shit the bed. Yeah. Like, this... I don't think they'll lose. I don't know. That doesn't feel... I mean, I think... I think the... Uh, the new coach juice has run out yeah. on Jeff Saturday. Uh, Saturday, so obviously very accomplished NFL player, really, really good player, knows a ton about the game. Yep. Um, I think he would be a better coach if this week they just locked him in his office for three hours a day and made him play Madden and so he could learn when to use timeouts and manage the clock. That was hilarious. It was so bad. Cowboys suck at that too, though. Yeah, they do. You're right. But, oof, 10 points at home. Give me the Colts to cover. I think Cowboys win. I don't think it looks pretty for the Cowboys. Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. In prime time. Okay. Saints visiting the Bucks. This is Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. The Bucks are three and a half point favorites. Again, NFC South is such a flaming, flaming dog turd. Saints defense historically, for the most part, has shut down Tom Brady in the Bucks. Um, I don't. I don't know what either of these teams are. I don't know what a single team in the NFC South is. I, give me Saints. Give me Saints plus three and a half. It's three and a half, right? Three and a half. Three and a half. Give me the Saints. I think that's enough for the Saints to cover. All right, I'll go the other way. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our live show. We will be back next week with a couple of shows. Uh, if you're checking us out on podcast, check us out on YouTube. Uh, and vice versa. We are on finally on Apple. Got that figured out. Um, that was a nice pain in the ass. Thanks, Tim Cook, douche. Um, <laughs> give us a like. Give us a, a subscribe. We appreciate the hell out of you. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Championship Saturday. Enjoy NFL Sunday. Really good week. Great. Probably, UFC. probably the best. Probably the best week left of NFL games. Good UFC card tonight too. Who's fighting? Uh, Wonder Boy and some other guy. Two uh two Ivasas fighting tonight. Probably have to do a shoey again. Um well I haven't done one. You've done one. It was sweet. It was terrible. Self prompted too. Again. No, 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 no. You I, made a bet, but the bet was your idea. Yeah, yeah. I really thought Derek Lewis Loser was does win. a shoey. <laughs> I thought Derek Lewis was gonna win. Um in lieu of doing a shotgun, we turned it into a shoey bet. Thought Derek Lewis was gonna win. He was winning that fight. Uh obviously Big Oos got him. Got him. Got him. Um that was the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life. I seriously almost vomited. I have such a good picture of you doing it. You it's, uh, look so deeply disgusted while doing it. It was it was terrible. So I Wonder, made oh Wonder Boy Kevin Holland. Oh, Let's that's actually really interesting. Uh, Wonder Boy Kevin Holland. Give me Wonder Boy. Brian Barbarena in RDA. RDA. Matthias Nicolau. I don't know who that is. Matthew Christopher Matthias. versus Matthew Christopher Schnell. Matias. And Tuivasa versus Pavlovich. Tuivasa. Hermanson, Roman Dolds. Dolids. Give me Jack. Um, Eric Anders, Kyle Dacus. Oh, Dacus is on the undercard now? No, this is still a main card. Oh, give me Dacus. banger, dude. Yeah. Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson was canceled. I thought Brunson retired. Um. Well, wasn't Holland going to retire too? Yeah, and he's talking that he's going to retire a second time. And then on the prelims, Nico Price, Philip Rowe. Man, Nico Price still fighting. The freakiest body in MMA. Well, wait till you hear who's on this card <laughs> who is still fighting. Um, Angela Hill. Oh, no. Emily Ducote. It's Angela not Hill's, Clay Guida, is it? 
It is Click Guido. Angela Hill, her grandparents were abducted by aliens. Um, Emily Ducote, give me Angela Hill. Oh, she's 14 and 12. That's yeah, it's really bad. Her record is so bad. Uh, Clay, Clay Guida versus Scott Holtzman. I have learned to not bet against Clay Guida. You no. keep thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. Oh, this is a final fight. Still, still. Oh, man, it still swings. Still swings. Uh, Michael Johnson, Mark Dickadiz. Okay, I don't know if we know who these people are. Wait, did you say Michael Johnson? Yep. Be Michael Johnson. Be Michael Johnson? Yeah. I think so. Wow, what this is kind of a banger. These are tiny pictures. Yeah. Be Michael Johnson. Like halfway down a prelim of a fight night. What was it? It was uh fought 30 guys. Lost half of them. Still ain't killed nobody yet. <laughs> Michael Johnson. Tracy Cortez, Amanda Hebus was fired. Uh, what's going on with uh, their fights getting banned in Canada and stuff? They had uh, so there's a coach. Who's our guy? Who's, Who's guy? our guy? What's his name? He's got a couple of Nebraska fighters on his team. I'll oh say that. no! But he's got Derek. So they're Minner. not. They're not Derek dropping. Uh, removed. Are they dropping? Uh, Dober. I don't know. He's. Factory X, I thought. Okay, gotcha. He's with they, so they're the only the only one they're dropping is Minner. Yep. Derek Minner from that injury he had with line changed real quick. So Canada, two provinces in Canada have banned MMA bet or UFC betting. Yeah. Maybe MMA. Because the coach has been betting on his fighters. Mm-hmm. And maybe not has been betting on his fighters, has been betting against his fighters. Which regardless, you're getting in trouble either way, but yeah. I <laughs> think against your fighter. Actually, it didn't even used to be technically allowed to bet. You, you used to be able to bet on your fighter. See, that makes sense, at least. And fighters used to be able to bet on themselves. That's sweet, yeah. I think you can still... Can you do that? No. It's probably Not safe. anymore. Yeah. That's probably for the good of the fighter. Well, and they even... So UFC announced this a couple weeks ago. Um, that, that fighters were no longer allowed to bet, even on themselves. And uh, people were asking Dana, like, oh, did any event prompt this? He's like... Nope. No, no, just, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that is policy. A, and then it came out. Of course it wasn't a bet. Of course there was yeah. something coming down the pipes. That's but, a killer for the integrity of your program. Yeah, you know having coaches bet against their own fighters. Yeah. That's tough. All right. Some pride stuff. That's some, some UFC pride. UFC you can see pride. it's in their, in their lineage. Pride, pride never dies. Right. That's what I was going for. So we would like to end the show by saluting uh, that that right behind Scott, just over Scott's shoulder, the United States States men team. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. Enjoy the hell out of your uh, weekend.